Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. looking at my immediate circumstances. While that is important, it doesn't work until I'm first grounded in the eternal promise. Because the eternal promise is that He loves us so much, He's demonstrated His love for us in that He gave Himself. He says that is the the primary indicator. That's the, the primary manifestation of His love for you, is that He paid for your sin. What is God's primary proof of His love for you? Pastor David explains in today's message that the proof of God sending His one and only Son to die on your behalf shows how much He loves you. He allowed His only Son to be beaten and crucified on your behalf. Don't ignore this huge sacrifice. You are so loved by God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 10, as he continues his message, Foundations. Paul was writing here about the fact that his own friends, right? Paul was a Pharisee in the first century. His own friends said they loved God and then they crucified him. And again, they weren't the ones on South Beach saying it. They were the ones sitting in the chairs in the sanctuary. And Jesus taught us here that the foundation of our love is understanding that he loves us. We love him because he first loved us. And a big part of where he's been challenging me lately with this is the awareness of joy in the basic stuff. The, salva- the fact that he paid for our sin, the fact that he is returning to give us the kingdom to bring us into that, that he's already working in us. I take them for granted. I'm, I'm been, right? I mean, I've been so convicted about how, you know, I'll be in my mind, you know, yes, thank you for that. Thank you for paying for my sin. Thank you for heaven and eternity and the kingdom and all those good things. But, I really want this thing. And if you would give me this, then I would know that you love me. Right? We, I neglect what he's already given. We forget the value. And the forgetting is destructive. Psalm 78 is a, a song of remembrance of, of what God had done with his people. And he says here in the middle of it, again and again, God's people tested him and grieved the Holy One. Consider with that line again, I mean, we get tripped up in our religious stuff where we misread that. What it says is, grieved the Holy One. 
It doesn't say that we like broke the rule. It's not just the breaking the rule, but hurt him, grieved Jesus. He says they did not remember his power the day that he redeemed them from the enemy. He tells us we need to remember. I really think he is calling us to remember, to to set our hearts again on the, the essential things. Because our understanding of his character is so foundational. It's where the enemy first attacks, right? In the garden, the first thing the snake did, what does God really want for you? Has God really said he's not going to give you the things that you need? Like twisting God's protection into sounding like withholding. God had given them the whole earth to enjoy. Like, but there's that one fruit. And I, I mean, that's what he did with Jesus. That's the way he went after Jesus in the garden. He says, if God really loved you, if you're the son of God, you shouldn't have to go through all this. Just turn the stones into bread. Just bow down before me. I'll give you the kingdoms. They're already mine. I'll turn it over to you. You don't have to do it the hard way. You don't have to do it the right way. If God loved you, he'd make it easier on you. We have to, we have to wrestle through these things with Jesus. Sometimes all there is is to ask. Sometimes we just have to go to him and ask him for the thing that we're lacking. But it starts with his character. We need to, we need to remind ourselves of what his character is. You know, with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the, the famous, it's like one of the really famous weird Old Testament stories. When they're about to be thrown into the furnace, they say, like, God is able to save us. But even if he doesn't save us, he's worth it. Even if this suffering doesn't go the way that I would like it to go, he's worth it. And I think a lot of times that's where our wrestling has to start. We take that to him. Like, God, I'm asking you to take this away. I believe you're able to take this away. But either way, I know you're worth it. Lately, my kids have been going through the phase of testing trust, right? They're not sure if it's worth trusting me or not. If I'm, you know, if my way is good or if their way is good. Like I've seen it more in the last couple of, you know, last year or so. Like there, you can see that thought process. And it's like, is his, is his plan better or is my plan better? Is his intention good or is, you know, is he just trying to be cheap with me? Like I got my son a, a tortoise for his birthday. Like, I'm like, you can't climb on top of the cage because you're, you're going to freak out your tortoise or you're going to fall on top of it. And, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, 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 okay. But I don't know if what you're telling me is actually the best thing for me because I really want to play with it. Right? It's like, I'm not trying to keep him from playing with his tortoise. I'm trying to keep him from killing his tortoise. I'm, it's in his best interest. But our, I mean, our affection needs guidance, right? Our affections can get disordered quickly. We need guidance always. And our father, I'm an imperfect father, but your heavenly father actually never makes mistakes, actually knows what you need. He, yeah, amen. And he, he loves you so much that he sent Jesus to rescue you and he promises to give you his kingdom. And again, part of what I've been learning in this season is as much as it is helpful to take stock of the good that God has shown me in the immediate, for us to be grateful for, like Erica was saying, for the things of a roof over my head. I mean, you know, like our friends in Swaziland are having, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, 
such a rough existence. The people in Ukraine right now, I mean, we've got friends in Sudan. It, like, it, they have really rough, war-torn, violent contexts. And we don't, we're not dealing with that. And that's, I mean, most of us are, you know, not hoping that our, our home is not going to be bombed today, right? So that, like, that's something to be grateful for, absolutely. But increasingly, I feel like he's been calling me to, to set my attention on these essential things, these, the joy of salvation, the joy of the kingdom. Because honestly, in my imperfection, if I'm just focusing on how God has been good to me, I fall into the comparison of like, well, you've been better to them. If I'm just looking at my immediate circumstances, while that is important, it doesn't work until I'm first grounded in the eternal promise. Because the eternal promise is that he loves us so much, he's demonstrated his love for us in that he gave himself. He says that is the, the primary indicator. That's the, the primary manifestation of his love for you is that he paid for your sin. And I've had to increasingly ask him, help me understand, help me see how valuable that is. Because I grow numb to it. It doesn't feel that big a deal. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I'm let out of death row. I'm just like, yeah, thank you. I guess that's, that's nice. Right? So I've been asking him to help me understand it more. And then he promises to give us his kingdom, that every hope, he tells us, because he's poured out his love, we can be confident. What, is, what else is he gonna withhold? He gave his son. Every hope you have is designed for fulfillment. So you can be confident in that. And from there, then I find I can be much more grateful in the immediate. But it has to be seated, nested in that bigger truth, or I just fall into comparison. It's really, I just am immature in that way, and that's how it manifests. But if you'll seed it in gratitude for what he has promised and in the big picture promises, it frees you up. You realize, I mean, every desire has a fulfillment in the kingdom, a real fulfillment, a physical fulfillment. He is intending to like, let you enjoy creation with him forever. When we are secure in that, it's so easy to let go of the small stuff now. But we have to be first secure in that, that grand foundation. And he tells us, this is real righteousness. is one of those books that you go to if you want the foundational pieces of Christianity. It provides you with the solid backbone of what to believe as a Christian. Today, you heard just one message from a whole series in the book of Romans. As you continue listening to these teachings, you'll notice God's intent and heart in bringing salvation to every lost soul. There are some verses in the final chapter that say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's remarkable when you think about it. Have you gained some great insights from today's teaching? If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, check out our podcasts page at mainthingradio.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Follow the link on our website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too. If you have any questions about what you heard, or if you'd like prayer, give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730.
We're so glad you joined us today in the Book of Romans. Our time with you is about up, but we look forward to what God wants to teach each one of us next time. Connect with the Lord on your own and make sure to come back here for our next edition of Main Thing Radio.